You are listening to EP Culture Beat, the underground source of El Paso, Texas. This episode features local hip hop artist The Fifth Estate. How's it going, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm great. Glad to be here. Go ahead uh, and introduce yourself for the folks out there. All right, so um, I'm The Fifth Estate. Uh, go by Fifth for short. I'm a rapper, MC, uh, out here in El Paso, Texas. You're playing Young Desert and constantly releasing music. Uh, how long have you been at it? Um, so I've been making music personally since about 14 or 15 and picked up the fifth That's moniker. a long time. Yeah, yeah. I picked up the Fifth Estate moniker about uh, five years ago, my, my senior year of college. Cool. Um, so at that point is when I started taking it a bit more serious. Why that name? It, it came from, I was reading something, some article for some class, and um, I, I came across the term the Fourth Estate. And... I'll try to keep this short, but it was, um, the fourth estate is, so it comes down to like class, class stratification. So it's an old like medieval type construct. So the mm-hmm. first through third estates are the nobility, the clergy and the common man, uh, being one through three. The fourth estate is like the, the media. Um, so our Fox news, CNN, whatever, the way I put it is everything that is Donald Trump. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, the way that they push out news to like, quote unquote keep us informed the fifth estate is a more modern construct as the antithesis to the fourth estate so it's like whereas the fourth the fourth estate is a tool of the first and the second to control the third the fifth estate is of the common man so Mm -hmm. in a way like the voice of the people type thing cool yeah how does it feel like to be playing a neon desert it's really cool actually because the first neon desert i attended was 2015 i've had i've had fun anytime i've gone but I know, like, for that one, to get to get to see people like J. Cole was super cool. But it, it's, it's really dope. That's I think that's my... It's definitely my first major mm-hmm. festival placement and everything. And um, it's, like, just seeing stuff come full circle. Because I've only been active out here on the El Paso scene for about a year and a half. And mm-hmm. um, I've been working for it. So it's, it's cool to see the recognition. Yeah, how long have you been um, actively, like, recording music and putting it on your SoundCloud? Because I was going through your, your SoundCloud and... Um you released a lot of stuff. What made you like just go all in and be so prolific? It kind of comes down to uh, when I graduated from high school. So I ended up going to a military school. I, I went to West Point uh, up in New York. And it was something that a lot of people thought would have been good for me. I was 17 and didn't really know per se. It's not to say it's a choice I regret, but it wasn't. Nece- it's not necessarily congruent with the, the type of person I am. So, as weird and cliche as this is, I remember when I was in my little basic training, in the first day of the training, at the very end of the day, um, we're standing in our formation, and I'm looking out, I like the entire formation with all my other classmates and stuff, and I used to have these really thick glasses, because I used to wear glasses, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, this is not where I want to be. Like, not only is this not where I want to be, this is not what I want to do with my life. Even if they, because it's a very selective process, even if they chose you? Yeah, well, I mean... <clears throat> So I'll, I'll say, like, looking back at it nine years later, it was definitely, it definitely did a lot of great things for me mm-hmm. in terms of, like, how it built me up as a person, like, my discipline and stuff. But in terms of, like, creative yeah. outlets and everything, it wasn't a whole lot. Oh, so you went through all of the Yeah, yeah. So I, I, went, I went through the whole school, graduated in 2013, cool. and, and, yeah, and, and came out after that. So I decided then that it's what I wanted to do, but it was, like, the, it's a hard school. So dealing with a lot of that stuff and then coming out, uh, graduating, being on active duty and stuff, 
it kind of came down to my resolve and i was like I, yeah. i'd known since i was 17 that i wanted to do it and it's just putting the work in you know so i used to tell myself even though my hour you know my days were 12 plus hour days it was either come home and go to sleep or come home you know get a drink get something to eat and then go to sleep or come home and record or write or something like that you yeah know what i mean so i just had to apply myself really to if i want it let me work towards it you know do you record your own music and have you been collaborating with people so yeah i record my own stuff i have a home mm -hmm. studio set up shout out to tyler righteous out of virginia he's he's been my longtime engineer since my first release under the fifth estate was uh 20 2014 uh it was just a song that i did and he's been my engineer ever since so mm -hmm. shout out to him so i outsource everything to him and yeah i work i'm selective about who i work with just because i like to vibe with other artists and other creators on a personal level yeah but um locally who i've worked with um the swell kids um i really he was actually on my mixtape stuck in the 90s on a song called soul uh recently i've started working with a, a local producer called um by the name of brazzy shout out to brazzy and um a couple of guys amy g dollar uh, and for them from the soulful by nature collective collective so mostly producers and a handful of vocalists you know always down to like work with other creatives and stuff but it's all about just meeting you know find that middle ground and actually like enjoying each other's people <laughs> you know agreeing to each other's opinion essentially yeah for sure i mean especially like it's different with the rap and the hip-hop community here because it's a bit it's a bit um split and everything so in rap and everything you know there's a whole lot of ego and stuff so like finding where people kind of mesh and just like seeing eye to eye like and also like acknowledging hey just yeah. because we don't work with each other doesn't mean we don't like each other per se yeah you know but as far as um frequent collaborators in terms of my music moon is my go-to guy mm -hmm. about 90 of the time just because he's the closest person to me creatively and we spit by ideas all the time so like the entire process creating stuck in the 90s and even even though he didn't produce um my project before that clandestine you know he's with me every step of the way but i'll say like frequent and recurring collaborators moon tyler righteous jay humble amy g dollar and, and yeah and then a couple other cats who i've worked with a bit less frequently like you know further mabrazi or whatever but super talented cats oh and i almost forgot brandon uh he's the guy that produced the entirety of clandestine super incredible multi-instrumentalist and composer you know on his own right so i, I have my go-to's but i'm never I, i try not to shy away from new people to work with yeah always trying to hear somebody out well a lot of the hip-hop people that i've spoken to recently they all say that they collaborate with other people like yeah. it seems like everybody if you're gonna get anywhere mm -hmm. right oh you yeah. have to collaborate right? no absolutely um and it's hard to be an island for sure and i think most of it has come in the form of in the form of like networking opportunities so like so I, I you know i went through some of your interviews and everything and i saw like you interviewed um a billy free mm -hmm. and billy and i just became friends really not too long ago but just an incredible amount of like support and knowledge shared between us mm -hmm. or whatever it's been, been super cool and very beneficial and whether she knows it or not like i absolutely want to work with her on actual records yeah but um but yeah you're right like uh, i think for me more so i think about on a networking perspective because again there are tons of artists that i like and i really enjoy even as people too and either the opportunity has presented itself for us to work together or it's just manifested in the form of shows or other joint efforts you know yeah yeah you're hitting a certain stride right now do you have any advice for other upcoming artists out there 
definitely, I, I think just pay attention and educate yourself mm-hmm. because when, especially in my times when I couldn't, I couldn't do as much or be as active as I wanted to a whole lot. I did a whole lot of reading, a whole lot of research, um, and really truly like studying like your favorites in terms of like how they create music and how they market and brand themselves. Because what I've learned is, is not always about your music. It's how you present yourself. If you present yourself with some sort of air of legitimacy or whatever, usually, and your music's good, you know, mm-hmm. on the back end, usually people will, you know, subscribe into what you're doing. You got to do your homework. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's imperative. I mean, especially because if you don't, that's a quick way to get swindled, too. You know, <laughs> if, if, if you're tight, somebody might come up under you, you know, offer you something sweet that's not really sweet, and they get rich off of you. Have you been swindled? Yeah, yeah. So um, when I was like 17 I think I was 17 18 there were these producers that I really really liked and they they were working with like your Lil Wayne's and and cats like that mm-hmm. um they just got a, they just recently basically between like 2005 and 2009 got a real, bunch of really good beat placements so I followed them online and yeah. they basically just they were like hey we want to hear new music and everything who's got new stuff so I sent stuff off to them and um you know really amateur stuff and they listened to it and they wanted to work with me and they were like hey what's your budget and everything and i was like i was a broke college kid like i didn't have any money and basically they just because of my lack of understanding of how i'll say my lack of business savvy at the time and them not necessarily acknowledging the fact that like hey i'm a i'm a kid you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like really trying to work and or teach me uh it was a really really weird scenario whatever so i got I got screwed out of a couple hundred bucks yeah. whatever, trying to buy beats and stuff like that. And, and that's another thing I will say in terms of... How do you of, know when it's like not going to be a swindle? When it's like official and you're like actually buying somebody's beats? It's kind of on a case-by-case basis. So a number of the producers that I work with, it's like my right-hand man who produced more than three quarters of Stuck in the 90s, Moon. Situations with Moon and I are different because that's, you know, that's my boy and everything. And not to say like I don't pay him, but like anything that we do... It's like it's like understood. Like, if I'm profiting from it, he's profiting from it, type mm-hmm. thing. Um, but outside of that, producers that I don't have that necessarily personal relationship with, we start doing stuff like contracts and everything. So like when when somebody comes to me with the right level of, I guess like business acumen or whatever that that speaks volumes. Yeah. Because you know, like, hey, they take their brand and what they do very seriously, and they're still artists at that. But it's like, hey, you know, you got to do something to put food on the table so it's, it's just feeling people out too if, mm-hmm. if somebody feels weird they probably are weird you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. uh you gotta, you gotta put some some level of stock into like how people approach you and in, in their general energy what's something that you wish you knew when you first started I, i'll say i wish i knew that you can't operate with a sense of entitlement really at any level and you have to give people a reason to want to listen to you and like a reason you have to create some buy-in just because you say you make music people aren't going to automatically get excited about it and it's been, and i think it comes with being an artist and creative too like expect to get your feelings hurt uh be a constructive criticism peer criticism bad mouthing yeah. you know what i'm saying getting booed stuff like that like yeah. really internalizing and understanding that that's part of the process and that's something that's going to happen it's true yeah have you been booed before Thankfully, no. Uh, I, I try to speak, you know, positive on what I'm doing and everything. Thank God I haven't been booed. I've been, I've been ignored. I will say that. Uh, I've, I've been yeah. to shows and events where there have been people, and it's weird. They're like, you came here for a show or whatever, and they're just like off on their own, like doing their own thing. Like, 
and it's just like kind of awkward because you're almost up there talking to yourself sometimes yeah um i think that's something that audiences lose track of is that there's a certain respect that you gotta have for like the person that has the balls yeah. to represent yeah exactly like, something you know exactly i think i think just in 2018 in this day and age it's just it's so easy to tune out and be in your own bubble no for sure and i mean and there's yeah there's definitely like a a measure and a level of what do i call it fan and or show etiquette like from a spectator point of view like one of the things i've tried to stop doing when i go to shows is like be on my phone you know what i mean Mm. and it might be small but like you, you know you go out anywhere and you see how much time people spend on their, their phones and stuff and or how many times people are like trying to put on airs like they'll go to a show to be seen more so than for the show you know what i mean yeah you go to any any party any any bar or whatever you'll see people the music will be cool it'll be jumping and everything and they're like you know swaying side to side and then somebody pulls out snapchat or like their their phone or to record something everybody goes ballistic for 15 seconds yeah yeah. and then it's off and they're like okay cool cool let me post that you know what i mean so it's like it's like (laughs) a measure of like actually being in the moment and really being there and also giving respect to who you're seeing especially because most of the locals here like most of us play for free too you know what i mean yeah so it's like yeah like you said the balls to get up there and do it and then also Mm -hmm. like you know we're trying to trying to entertain you you know as as much as you'll let us entertain you are you not entertained yeah for real like <laughs> i've definitely felt like that and and that's something i will say like the ability to keep your cool when that stuff's happening because yeah. i've seen i've seen some artists and unfortunately like guys who i think are are way too one way too old and two way too good at what they do to have very openly negative reactions like either people talking during their shows or like yeah not participating and stuff because yeah. i always operate so like my background prior to rapping and stuff is like i was a band nerd you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so i was in jazz band and all this other stuff cool. doing like solos and recitals sprinkle a little bit of choir in there so like i know what it's like to be on stage and it's like you got to keep your cool the audience is only going to know as much as you allow them to you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah so if, it's like if you mess up you just keep going type thing not like ah oh, shit you know what i mean just like going yeah you know so yeah level of maturity to that too do you write all your own lyrics i absolutely write all my own lyrics absolutely 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 mm-hmm. and i only say that just because i remember once upon a time when especially as a rapper uh that was everything i'll say that's probably maybe maybe a bit of hip-hop here to me that's still lingering over or whatever but it's kind of insane to me uh, that there are people within the realm of hip hop rap that like really don't write their own stuff, which is crazy mm-hmm. because hip hop being such a personal, personal type platform and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's where a lot of the uh, connection comes from. You released that full length. You mentioned uh, stuck in the nineties pretty recently. Is there anything about the production of that album that you'd like to share? Because it's a pretty lengthy effort. It's like 14 <laughs> yeah. songs, right? Yeah, 14 songs and like two interludes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, speaking to the length, like we took, we I'll say like in, in 20, yeah, because it came out in October of 2017. So for a 2017 release with 16 tracks like yeah that's right. that's a risk in itself because you know the more time goes on the, the the smaller people's attention spans get you know what i mean very true but what i'll say as far as like would be behind the scenes stuff it, like i said it was a lot of conversation between moon and i and, and and a lot of talking about what vibes and what feelings we wanted to go for so mm-hmm. we got to do a lot of first in terms of things that we were always talking about like moon loves 
gospel records like mm-hmm. any love sampling gospel records or whatever so like yeah. doing all i need and flipping the gospel record the way he did on there was just really it was just a lot of fun you know yeah. what i mean and it was a mixture of us like trying to be very deliberate about what we were doing but also like experimenting a tiny bit with the sound and kind of like pushing it a bit more forward and, and just having fun with it plus like one of the cool things so like not a lot of people know this about me but like i'm a trumpet player so i'm actually playing all of the trumpets that you'll hear on what it is uh what it is people cool. under the stairs and uh i think it was just those two tracks i might have another one but yeah i'm actually i, I well the fact that you're laying down live instruments is yeah cool. yeah and that was that's definitely a first for me so that's probably the most notable thing from a creative perspective for me i've never done that you know wrote and arranged all the parts they're not crazy complicated but wrote and arranged all the parts for the mixtape and like it's a proud moment you know what i mean cool. i've been playing trumpet since i was what 11 so <laughs> about time i actually put it to use do you feel like you reached the goal that you set for that album? Yes and no. Because what life has taught me recently is like, do good work and grind and like the things that you want are going to come to you. Mm-hmm. So I'll say one of my goals was like Neon Desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely say like in, in terms of that, that's definitely come my way. But I have a 12 to 15 month plan for yeah. this project. You know what I mean? Like it has a lot of shelf life and it's going to get put to work regardless of the project I'm working on right now. You know, it's, it's still going to get shopped around and people are still going to, you know, get to hear some interesting things with it. How does El Paso inspire you? Honestly, El Paso inspires me in a way that I don't think a lot of people really recognize. And I say a lot of people in terms of those who aren't from here. Yeah. Um, a lot of friends and or contemporaries of mine kind of El Paso have either never heard of it or they just know it as, you know, just some border town or something like Mm -hmm. that. In the four plus years since I've been here, I've just seen like just crazy cool stuff, a lot of growth, a lot of creative pushes and stuff, and just a lot of hunger. I have some gripes with it, of course, but like in the ways that it's definitely touched and inspired me, it's like, yeah, there's there's so many dope creatives out here that, mm-hmm. that like continue to like inspire me with like the work that they're putting in and the goals that they're, the heights that they're reaching and, and what they're doing and, and reaching even, you know, outside of the city. Um, and that extends way, way, and this is no disrespect, but that extends way, way beyond cats like Khalid, only because I lived here before his whole bubble or his his yeah. blow or whatever the thing happened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I mean, but I will give him his his due or whatever. You know, shout out to that kid doing what he does. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know what? Already had a Grammy nomination and stuff like that. Very cool. But outside of that, musical artists, visual artists, just content creators in general, there's a ton of them here, and they're very, the vast majority of them are very dope people, mm-hmm. you know? And it's kind of one of those things where, like, at times we root each other on. El Paso is a super great place, period. Where can we find your music? So you can currently find my music on, you know, your major streaming platforms, your Spotify's, Apple Music, Tidal, and... Outside of that, of course, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, the much-slept-on Audio Mac, and um, for for the super mixtape hip-hop heads, I'm putting it on Datpiff. What's that? Uh, <laughs> so for anybody, I'm gonna I, look that up now. The best, man. yeah, the best way to categorize it is like uh, Lil Wayne. So like when Wayne was dropping like his Drought series mixtapes, mm. you could always catch those on Datpiff. And this is, I mean, honestly, and this is back when like cats used to. Okay, they have an album coming up. And they would drop a mixtape in anticipation for it, you know, kind of you know, get the streets hungry or whatever. And Dapiff, honestly, Dapiff is probably still like the premier mixtape hosting website out there. It's just, there's only, uh, there's, 
maybe not a certain type of person, but just a certain type of music or hip hop listener that that goes to that. A too. certain type of head. Yeah, yeah, a certain type of head. Yeah. Cool, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Check out this track by The Fifth Estate. What's up, Finn? Oh, sh- oh, what's happening, hey, old boy? Man, I didn't think I'd see you here, bro. Yeah, I know, man. I had to get out, so I'm, you know, can't be staying in the house all the time. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I feel you, man. I'll be in the house all day, man, just yeah. working on music. I mean, but you, man, you're like, stuck. Yeah, you know, I gotta do a little something. I gotta get out in the scene, man. Be extra smooth with it, you know, all the other shit, you know. What's that? Yeah, say I don't know you, but I'm shooting shots If I'm willing to risk it all, that must mean that I'm feeling you a lot She said I don't mean to blow up your spot But you're coming on strong, chill a bit and show me what you got I had the feeling she was new to the vibe, new to the job Searching for the truth and the lies She said I'm looking for energy that's real, what's the deal? I'm looking for something that I can feel I tell the word to the wise, seeing through my third eye When I rhyme, you should seek an explanation I'm patiently wasting my time on to do you will know the world is heavy when it falls upon you I feel higher than heaven with seven things on my mind Killing these evil feelings all at the same time Space of the outer kind, I'm trying to get mine Space of the outer kind, I'm trying to shine, uh Shining constellation like you are the Pleiades Your scent is like the smell of home At least that's what it seems to me You're speaking truth, that's where I like to go What's my agenda? I'm sure that you wanna know If I departed from this night and never saw you again I hope another day will bring us even closer as friends Why? I wanna know you, that's for real Yeah, it's cliche, but I know that you're serving fields I got the pasta, it's known that I'm serving meals It's my turn, I'm asking you what's the deal Please hear me out for a second, I know it's been a little bit But I'm enjoying your presence And if I take you out for coffee, know that I am in heaven I haven't been to church in years Yeah, I welcome this blessing, no second guessing, uh Baby, why don't you tell me
show thank you for listening you can find this podcast on itunes google play music and stitcher radio be excellent to each other and party on